0: I'm going to have old Joseph. He's back with us. He's been traveling. This crazy African. I love him. I'm going to have him pray the dismissal prayer. Tonight, come expecting a miracle. I'm telling you, we're in a miracle season.
1: I love you this morning. May the Lord bless you. We want to thank you, Father. We want to bless you for what you have done. Indeed, you have proven to us this morning that you are the only one that can do it. And we thank you for the invitation that you've given to us. For the glory that you have let it shine upon us, Lord. We want to say thank you. Father, I pray and lift up all your children here to you, O God. Our prayers and our words are saying that it's only you that can do it. And that is why we are here this morning, this moment. And so, Lord, I pray that you meet every one of us here at the point of our need. Holy Spirit, we know you are in our midst. And so, every hand lifted here, O oh Lord, I lift them to you, oh God. That you touch us mightily in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that by your stripes we are healed, O oh God. And so, Lord, I pray for everybody sick here, O oh God. That, Lord, you remember your stripes, O oh God, and heal us, O oh God. The Bible said that you spoke to the spirit of infirmities. And they obeyed you. And so this morning, with the powers given to us, oh God, as your sons and daughters, oh God, we proclaim to every sickness to leave our bodies in our name of Jesus Christ. And we shout for victory in our name of Jesus Christ. We believe you and we trust you and we know you have done it. In Jesus' name we pray, prayed. Amen. 1-3.
0: through In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him and without him there was not anything made that was made. Paul went on to write to confirm what John wrote in the book of Colossians 1-16 and 17 when Paul said for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible or invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, by him all things consist. a matter of fact, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, the writer made it clear. He said that he, Jesus, is the author and the finisher of our faith. And then in Revelations 22 and 13, Jesus said, I'm the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. And then Jesus said in John 8 and 58, Jesus said, Verily, very, I send to you, before Abraham was, I am. Matter of fact, Jesus proclaimed that He was literally before Abraham. Jesus rose from the throne in glory to come to earth and to take care of business. Aren't you glad that He did? In a chaotic world that was sin stricken and darkened, Jesus got up from off of His throne and He took down to earth to take care of business. He sat at eternity's table, which which was His place and position in heaven, His throne. But He got up and He came to earth and I thank God that he did he was begotten as he came to earth he was begotten of the father according to John chapter 1 verse 14 and that word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the glory is the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth he arose to come to the come to the earth in flesh as a man the angel told Mary way back there as he was going to be conceived by the Holy spirit he told her in verse 21 and 22 and 35 of chapter 2 of Luke he says and the angel said unto Mary fear not Mary for thou hast found favor with God and behold thou shalt bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus and then and he shall be great and he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and Mary not understanding Mary said how can this be seeing I'm a virgin I don't know a man I I't not known a man. How am I going to have a child? And then the angel said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the high shall overshadow thee and that holy thing that shall be born in thee shall be called the Son of God. Our text says that Christ rose up from supper and then he laid aside his garment. I like that in verse 36 it says, and as Jesus prepared to wash his disciples' feet, he laid aside his robe. This is what happened. Jesus, what does he do? He gets up from supper. and he takes off his robe this is symbolic of him laying aside his glory in eternity he took off his robe of royalty and he put upon himself a servant's towel he robed himself with a towel and this is symbolic of him laying aside his deity and then being robed in his humanity he said I'm taking off deity for a moment but I'm going to robe myself in humanity for your sake how else could a common man associate with him could he identify with the creation that he created? Isn't it interesting to note that the same beloved John that leaned on him at that supper and laid his head in his lap, the Bible said he laid his head over in his bosom. This man that had such a close relationship with him would later say on the island of Patmos when he would see him, he said, when I beheld him, he said, I fell as if I was one dead. What made the difference? One minute. He's laying in his lap and the Lord giving him the love strokes of his hand and the next minute he says just one glimpse of him just the side of him made me fall to the ground as if I was a dead man or on earth you see when he laid his head in his lap Jesus had laid aside his glory at the supper Jesus was clothed in flesh while on earth Jesus was covered in the garment of flesh which hid his glory it was a veil that hid him and his radiance was hid like the face of Moses when Moses Moses' face was hid behind the veil. Being disrobed, his towel hid his deity. And even though he was still God in the flesh, but we only seen him as a servant. We only seen him as a man. In Luke 9 and 32, though, it was Peter that seen his glory on the Mount Transfiguration. It was there that Peter and they that were with him fell asleep. And when they awakened, they saw his glory and the two other men standing with him. And it came to pass. This is what Peter said in seeing the glory of the Lord. He fell as if he was dead as well and he wanted to build altars to worship and then he said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. It was also Paul that seen his glory on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter, and I'm about to preach I feel the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. And he says this and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven and it filled the earth, and heard, and he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why do thou persecutest me? And he said, who art thou, Lord, that I persecute? He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's hard to kick against the pricks. In other words, Paul was out here persecuting the Christian on his way to lock Christians up riding a horse, a stallion, and it was there that that bright light came from heaven. It filled the earth, and when Paul looked up and seen it, it was so bright, it knocked him off of his sorts and blinded him. That was the glory of Jesus Christ. John the Revelator described his glory in Revelations 1, verse 13 through 16. And I turned to see the, see the voice that spake unto me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. His head and his hairs were like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes was a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice was the sound of many waters. Jesus arose from the table, symbolic of him leaving his throne. He laid aside his garment, symbolic of laying aside his glory. And then he took that towel and he girded himself. And this has hid his deity from mankind. And even though he became what he had never been, yet he never ceased to be what he always was. He was God. Yet as God, he became like us so that someday we could become like him. He had done. with man so that man could identify with him. Oh, hallelujah. That's why that Hebrews chapter 4 starting with verse 14, it says seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find help in our time of need. This means that because of what Jesus did, he took off his deity for a moment and put on human flesh. Why? Because you and I have no deity to pull from. You and I have no power to pull from outside of our flesh. But he came and he said, now everything that you'll ever face, everything that you will ever go through, everything that you'll ever taste, everything that you'll ever experience, I've been there. I know what you're going through. I feel what you feel. And I can be touched by the feeling of your infirmity. But the difference is I went through it without sin. Therefore, if you need help in your time of need to keep you from sinning in your experience, come to me and you'll find mercy in your time of help. Can you give the Lord praise? Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Here was Jesus and he was still showing his disciples a visual object lesson. And they still wasn't getting it. What he was doing to their feet with water is what he was about to do to their hearts with blood. The water may have washed the dirt off their feet for a season and a time, but it would return again. But the blood was going to wash their hearts to to where their hearts would never need to be washed ever again. Then after he washed the disciples' feet, the Bible says that he sat down again in his place. When all of his work was done, he was done and when he had finished his task what did Jesus say in John 6 and 38 my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work that's what Jesus came to do and what Jesus done at the feast of passover and washing his disciples feet was symbolic of what he was going to do and what he was going to accomplish on the cross for all of humanity Jesus left his throne the chief seat he left his place he disrobed himself of royalty took on flesh and he went to the cross and shed his blood for the redemption of sin. Hallelujah. This is why that Paul said in Ephesians 1 and 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were a off, you're made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. We who were alienated from God, we were a off from God. We were not at peace with God. We were the very enemies of God. We now have received sonship and redemption through Jesus Jesus' his blood, and his blood has gained us access to the Father. This is why that Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man cometh to the Father except through me. Now, due to his shed blood, we are no longer enemies, but we're friends. We're no longer alienated from God, but we receive the sonship as believers into the kingdom. That's why that Romans eight fifteen through 17 says, for you have not received the spirit of fear again. Into bondage, but you receive the Spirit of adoption, to whereby you cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If children, then heirs; and if heirs, the heirs of God, and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, we shall also be glorified together. This is why that Ephesians one and seven says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, to, by the riches of His grace. That's why the He. Hebrews 9 and 22 says without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. That's why 1 John 1 and 7 says but if we walk in the lie as he's in the lie we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. That's why Revelations 1 and 5 says and from Jesus Christ who's the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that Loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's why First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 says, For as much as you know as you were not redeemed with corruptible things, such as silver and gold that you received by the conversation of the traditions of your father, but you're redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without spot and without blemish. Can you give God praise for the blood of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Now, through that blood, we have access to the throne of God. We've been regenerated. We've been justified. We've been forgiven, and we've been set free. Colossians 1, verse 20 and 22 says, And having made peace through the blood of the cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things on earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, ye now have been reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to Present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in His sight. Thank God I'm holy. Thank God I'm washed. Thank God. When He finished washing the disciples' feet, He put His garment back on. And when Jesus went to the cross, they disrobed Him, they cast lots for His garments. But I want you to know when He cried on the cross, It is finished. He died. He gave up the ghost. He went down in the belly of hell to get the keys of death, hell, and the grave from Old Slewfoot, the devil himself. Can I have an amen? They may have placed him in a borrowed tomb, but that's exactly what it was. It was just a borrowed tomb. Death could not hold him. The grave could not hold him. The devil could not stop him. But on the third day, he rose again. And then he put his garment back on. He robed himself in glory again. He robed himself in power. He robed himself in might again. He rose as the Son of the living God, having all power, all authority, and all dominion. Can you give him praise? Oh, he only took his robe off for a moment, but then rose
1: from the
0: took the robe of flesh. He was glorified. Hallelujah. They disrobed him on the cross but when Mary saw him on the first day of that week, I want to tell you, he was clothed in fine linen in a white robe much whiter than snow. That robe was the same one that John saw in the midst of the golden candlesticks in Revelations 1 and 13. And in the midst of the seven golden ticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, down to the foot, and girded about with the paps with a golden girdle. Yes, just as Jesus was done washing his disciples' feet, he put aside his towel, he put aside his flesh, he crucified his flesh, and he put his garment back on. Even so, when Jesus was done on the cross, he put his robe of glory, his robe of royalty back on, and he went back and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Can I have an amen? Oh, somebody ought to be shouting right now. Hebrews 1 and 3 says, when he had by himself purged our sins, then he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. He said, when he got done off of that cross, He picked himself back up. He ascended back to the heavens and he sat back down in his rightful place. Before Jesus ever went to the cross, he prayed. In John 17 and five, and now, O Father, glorify thou me with thy own self and with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. He was saying, Lord, I don't like not having your glory. Oh, would you let me have the glory that I once had with you? And that one Friday, that good Friday, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when the agony, he lifted up his mouth and said, Eli, Eli, Shabbat and I, and went, oh Lord, why, why has thou forsaken me? And then he died and he gave up the ghost. Immediately after he died and gave up that ghost, all of a sudden something happened. His flesh began to give away. His flesh began to die. That which was crucified died out and all of a sudden the devils began to fear and to tremble. All of of a sudden the devils begin to shake. Why? Because now mortality shall put on immortality. and corruption shall put on incorruption. And the Son of the living God stood back up in the radiance of his glory and in the power of his mind and in his dominion and authority
2: he went to hell and robbed hell of death, hell, and the grave.
1: <laughs> Hallelujah! Well, glory,
0: somebody shouting to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Don't that make you happy? Then Jesus, when he got done with that, he asked the question in verse 12. Glory or no glory, it's hot. (laughs) Verse 12, he asked a question. So after he had washed their feet, he had taken his garments and was sat down again. And he said to them, know you not what I've done to you? He said, you don't know what I've done right now, but you will. I just gave you an illustration of what I'm about to do. Hallelujah. I've rose from supper. I left my place. I laid aside my garments. I've laid aside my glory for you. I've took a down, and girded myself. I've clothed myself in humanity, robed in flesh. But what I have done to your feet right here this night, I want to do to your hearts here very soon. What I've done to your feet, I'm about to do to your whole body and make you the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was Peter that said, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus, well, if I don't wash your feet, you don't have no part with me. He said, oh, then don't only wash my feet, wash my head, wash my head. Wash everything about me. Can I have an amen? You're not going to be a part of him if you don't get washed by the blood of the Lamb. There's only one way into heaven, and it's by him and through him and by him only. And this is why the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 10, verse 19 through 22, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ. How do you enter into the presence of God? By the blood of Jesus. By a new and a living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, the veil of his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, now he's our high priest. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled with from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with a pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he's faithful, who's promised. We can approach the throne of God boldly with confidence and assurance that we're accepted of him today. And we can have the petitions that we desire of him because he is faithful. Do you realize who we're approaching here today? Do you realize what all he's done for you? We're no longer alienated, standing afore off enemies of the cross, but we're washed, but we're sanctified, we're cleansed, and we're made whiter than snow. Can I have an amen? He left his place, forsook his glory, took on flesh, poured out his soul, and now he's raised from the dead and he sat down again and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He has sat down as our advocate and our intercessor. That's why 1 John 2, verse 1 and 2 says, my little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not, but if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who's the perpetuation for our sins and not only our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. That's why I like Hebrews 7 and 25 wherefore he's able to also save them that cometh unto God by him seeing that he ever liveth to make intercessory for them Jesus Christ is that great intercessor sitting at the right hand of God being our advocate pleading our case pleading our cause when we're unworthy and we've done things wrong but when we've been clothed in the blood we can approach the throne of God and in the eyes of God we're justified by what Jesus done and now we can make our petitions known and he'll grant them unto us I'm here to tell you he's about to leave his place again, though, here very, very shortly. And when he comes, he's not going to lay aside his garments. There's no girding himself with a towel this time, and there's no washing of the saints' feet. Jesus is about to leave his place again, but this time he's coming back with power and great glory. Hallelujah. I like what 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 says, "Brother, and I would not have you to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep that you saw not, even them which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we declare unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive, And remain shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and this trump shall sound. And then it says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The next time that Jesus splits that eastern sky, He's not going to come and robe Himself in flesh again. He's not going to trade His glory in for the veil of flesh, but He's going to come in great glory we're going to see him. We're going to see him come in that eastern skies. Our eyes are going to be visibly seeing the very glory and the power and the majestiness of the son of the living God. We're going to hear the voice of the archangel. We're going to hear the trump of God. It's going to be so loud that it's going to wake the dead and the dead's going to rise out of their graves and they're going to be clothed in the clothing of Jesus Christ. We don't know what we shall be but we know when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Can I have an amen? The next time we see him, we see him in all of his glory and the brightness of his countenance. Matter of fact, I love what Jesus said in Luke nine twenty six. A lot of times we read things and we don't even catch it. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed of when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the Holy Angel's. A lot of people say he's going to come in the glory of the angels. Nope, nope, nope. Jesus made it clear that he isn't only coming back with the angels, but he's coming back in his own glory and his father's glory. Hallelujah. And when he comes back, he will be clothed in that glory and he will have the kingly robe on his back. He will have that same robe that we see him when he comes back to establish the 1,000-year millennial kingdom at the second part of the second coming. Listen to the scripture as it speaks to us in Revelations 19, starting with verse 11. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon it was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name was called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp two-edged sword, and it should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress and the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God alone. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. He's coming back robed in power, glory, dominion, and strength. I'm here to tell you that we are serving the almighty, everlasting, uh, eternal Son of God here this morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. What do you need from him today? Man, when I was putting this together, my faith just rose and rose and rose. We have access to this mighty God today. Jesus has all power in heaven and earth. Can I have an amen? I'm like Peter. Oh, Lord, don't only just wash my feet. Here I am, give me a bath. Come on, head to toe. Make me clean, whiter than snow. Hallelujah. I'm here to encourage you today. Some of you have gotten a bad report from doctors. Some of you have gotten a bad report from lawyers. Some of you have seemed like you're losing your case. You're not losing I tell you, you're not losing. Why do I know? Because I want to tell you, the Son of God finished it a long time ago, 2,000 years on that cross. He bowed down in a servant's row and he washed his servant's feet. But I want to tell you, he went back and sat down again. And he took that robe of flesh off and he put the robe of glory back on. And you are serving a living, powerful, almighty God. And with God, nothing shall be impossible to them that believe. And I am here to declare unto you this morning, and present to you the everlasting Prince of Peace. I'm here to tell you that God is a God of miracles. I'm here to tell you that God is a God that can do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you're even able to ask or think by the power of God that worked mightily in his body. I'm here to declare to this congregation, he's from everlasting to everlasting. He never slumbers nor does he ever sleep. He's on your side, you're on the winning side. So regardless of what you got wrong with you, I declare and present to you today the risen lamb, Jesus Christ. Now I'll give you the invitation he gave through the spirit. Come, whosoever a thirst, let him come. Whosoever hunger let him come. Whosoever's in need let him come. I'll let him drink of the rivers of the water of life freely. Those of you that are here this morning that have needs and have burdens, you've had bad reports. You're having you're just being plagued with all kinds of doubt and fears and worry and anxiety. I want you to run to this altar this morning. This message is for you today which you come right now. There's more than this here. God ain't left you alone. God ain't cast you out. God ain't going to let you be a loser. You're going to be a winner here today. Now I want to ask somebody else. If you love the Lord and you believe that he's done everything for you and you know it's been by his blood and you know that he has all going, won't you come and worship him? Won't you come and back these people up and pray and worship God with them and ask God to see them through their crisis, see them through their dilemmas of life in Jesus' holy name. Oh, lift your hands, saints, and let him, let him minister to you today. If God will do it for Mike Lampkin, he'll do it for you.
2: the Lamb was slain. Holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy And I will adore you Clothed in rainbows of living color Flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder Sing in honor, strength and struck wonder at the mention of your name jesus your name is power
0: I believe the radiant, glorious, living son of god are to receive the highest praise from the palace of praise this morning can you give him praise come on give him praise Highest praise. Hallelujah. young man right there with the glasses and just walked back. The Holy Spirit said, I've seen your tears and I've heard your heart of humility and I watched you as you said those words to me. He said, they're ever for me, a sweet aroma as a sweet smelling incense and that which has concerned you, I will perfect, I will do it, saith the Lord. You can count on it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, glory. This is a miracle atmosphere. The Holy Ghost is in this place. He's not done. We may be, but he's not done. Oh, let the winds blow. Let the winds blow, let the rain fall. Let the praise go up and the glory come down. Don't get weary of well I hear a victory shout over there. There's a war hoop going on in the house of God. There's some warriors rising up. We're not going to take no for an answer.
1: We believe.
0: believe in the things that are not as though they were. It's finished, it's done, it's over. Jesus Christ, our great warrior, has won the battle. Hallelujah. Oh, Sleuth thought he had him, thought he was gonna rule, thought he would be the king of the earth until one day Jesus showed up in hell. Give them over, boys. It's over. Hallelujah. And he sets at the right hand of the Father. Make an intercessory for you and I. Hallelujah. Oh, one more time, just give him prayer. I, I don't even know how to end this thing. Right. This is awesome. Come here, Chris. You might as well get your new kidneys today. Amen. Who says you gotta go through a surgery? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to heal my brother. And I speak into these kidneys that they were created to work and they shall work. I command every demonic foe that lies and comes against him to leave this body and allow the grace of God to thunder through with glory, heal him today. Come on, Jeff. Old Slewfoot put up his head and gave him a bad report from the doctor's office. <laughs> I don't believe that report no man, of the man on the moon. I believe you might as well be healed today. Can I get a couple of brothers that'll believe with me out of the mouth of two or three witnesses? Ever thinks, can I have one or two up here with me? Come on, I need somebody here and I need somebody here. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, everything shall be established. how that I my son Do you believe? Don't come up here if you don't believe. Do you believe? Lord, amen, I got Lord.